Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? It has been a little while since I talked to you. I miss you. No, I miss you more. No, no, you hang out first. No, no, seriously. You hang out. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it's been a bit. We're in some weird times, man. We're in some weird times. Uh, yeah, with uh, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where to start. I actually have a lot planned here, uh, but just getting back into it. So, uh, I admit, like I said, I miss all you guys talking to you a lot online, sharing some funny videos, and doing uh, had a lot of fun times. Uh, but haven't recorded one in a while uh, because I want to meet up with people uh, when I do these interviews. I have some amazing people, and I don't want to do it over the phone. So it's a challenge right now to meet up with people, but I think it's worth the wait. And so speaking of people I got lined up, I have Jeremy Rivondo. He is the head professional at Cabot Links. Um, you'll know that I had Ed Ryan, who is the head professional at Cabot Cliffs. So I worked with Jeremy last year. Great dude, smart guy. Not just uh, We're not just going to talk about golf. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL as well and uh, what the season has in store. And then Martin Borgmeier, who I had on, I guess it was, I guess three months ago, two and a half months ago, uh, former world record holder, club head speed, world log drive champion, an absolute beast. And he was just on the mole uh, in Germany, and the guy won. He won. Now he just had a big Mercedes-Benz sponsorship. Uh, really cool. So I've been chatting back and forth with him. Uh, his, it's, everything's pretty hectic for him right now, but I think uh, probably within the next couple of weeks. We'll do an IG live. And then Leanne, uh, former Argonauts cheerleader um, as well. She was on the Amazing Race Canada. So we're going to do some fun stuff, trying to meet up with her in Toronto. And then also Dylan Wikes, uh, Olympian uh, for cross country. Uh, so he's actually a fellow Kingstonian. So I'm excited. I've been chatting back and forth with all these guys. And it's just a matter of time before we can meet up and, uh, and see what's going on. Because they're clearly four very cool people and four cool people that I'm really excited to have a proper interview with. Uh, so that's going to be great. So that's coming up. So today, right now, you have me. This is probably going to be a bit of a little 20-minute hitter, acapella style with me. That's okay. But you're stuck with me. So we're going to go over a few things uh, with what's been going on, some things to look forward to, some things I've seen, some things I like, some things I didn't like. I hadn't done this in a bit, and I got to get some shit off my chest. Some good stuff. So... What's going on with Dan O'Toole? That, so for any of you, I sent out a, to a bunch of you with uh, the, the Instagram message they had. So cryptic. So cryptic. Very strange. Talking about his baby being missing. You don't know what it's like. It was alarming, yet he wasn't concerned. It was scary, yet he kind of felt like that wasn't, you weren't worried. It was really, really strange. It didn't even look real. It looked like he got hacked. But, so when I posted it, I saw it right away, right when he posted it. I was like, that's strange. Sent it on. And then a friend of mine had actually messaged me. It's like, the baby's okay. And I was like, like literally right after. I was like, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? How do you know? Yada, yada, yada knows the, the mother of the baby. like, she has the baby. Like, and I'm like, that's really strange. And then he saw O'Toole going on and on. Um, about you don't know what it's like, and I started beaking at some cops and some people. Really strange, uh, really strange post. Um, so you hope like everything's okay, and obviously the the main concern is the baby, which the baby was uh, was okay the whole time. But COVID, man, COVID, <laughs> COVID's uh, it's tough. 
it's tough. Like, obviously, everything's, you know, everything's great. You know, you know, life's good. But, like, it's been weird, man. The adjustments for everything, for everybody, whether you're just a regular dude, you're doing your 9 to 5, or you're a dude talking sports on television like him. And, you know, things can wreak havoc. If you've been doing something, whether you're 20 to, or 80 years old, if you've been doing this kind of the same type of thing every day, and then it, that gets all shook up, shakes people up. So I hope everything's all, all good there. And uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of strange as well when you think that you know somebody because they're basically in your living room with you. You watch Jay and Dan all the time on TSN. So it's like, you kind of feel for them. Clearly, I don't know them, but it's like you kind of have a sense, sense of them because you're always listening to them when you have TSN on and watching and uh, enjoying the show. So anyways, <laughs> really, really strange. And that's like, you know, every, every day it could be like everything kind of changes, happy, sad, get confused sometimes you're laughing the creativity of people lately has been absolutely hilarious um but it goes back into i really think like the importance of sports and like people say wow sports are so much more things important than sports and that's and that's true there's way more important things than sports but i don't think we should not take into fact and account what sports really does for us sports sports is like a vacation from from the mind and distraction you know it takes away like after after a long day you want to come home watch a game had to get together with all your friends watch a game go to a game and we haven't been able to do that and I, that matters like everybody congregating getting together you know like how many of us like have friends that played sports or played sports or have kids that play sports or have you know your friends parents that play sports or friends of friends and then, like, as I mentioned, like, going to a game and congregating and that interaction that it provides, it's, you're connected to it in one way, shape, or form. Um, and the importance of just these regular conversations that you have throughout. And then it's just, and it really comes down to, I think, like, the bonding part of it, like, this human interaction and how actually important that is to us. Whether you is your best buddy that like you have rival teams like a lot of my buddies love the Senators I love the Leafs we hate each other when we play sports hate of course but I miss that I miss chirping I miss getting chirped you know that's important that's important for the interaction the hilarity that comes with that is fantastic and even with you know that's your best friend that you're like bonding with or fighting with or whatever but then there's strangers like how many times have you been to a game if you're let's say the stadium holds twenty thousand people. Like 19,990 of them are strangers to you. And you're all kind of there for the same thing. So that, those types of things I'm really looking forward to coming back because that's what we, you know, some people live for it. I live for it. I live for these games. They're, I don't even understand why they're so important, but they are. Um, and I'm, I'm not certainly not the only one that feels that way. And the connects us. It's like a connecting fabric connective tissue uh, for everybody to really relate with and uh, understand my girlfriend still like doesn't really understand why much how much I love sports but she loves that I love it and you know you can see you can really see that so that's really important you know and I remember even being at the Olympics in 2010 I was up in Whistler for four days and it was like unbelievable absolutely unbelievable if you've never been to Olympics before go to an Olympics there's just like it was just so festive so festive everybody's happy cruising around great restaurants great went and saw some bobsledding skiing it was just awesome and you're just meeting people from around the world who are just all there to watch their country play sports or just check out the scene whatever it might be but you know just the way you can actually meet people in that interaction 
that brings the again sports right up there um, as far as importance on the scale where that fits I don't know to start out with but I guess the last little bit there's been a lot of uh, things I've really enjoyed doing or like maybe not even enjoyed doing but a lot of things I've enjoyed doing but like stood out to me one thing was is uh, talking about sports with no fans is UFC UFC has been unbelievable and I was like a I guess a, I was a fan um before but now within the last four months i've been watching like quite closely and me and my buddy stewie uh we've been on there all the time and i've lost a little bit of money but i've never been so happy about it uh i think i actually lost the last six fights so if you, anybody wants to win any money just ask me what who i'm betting on uh this week and uh bet opposite and i, I could probably make you a lot of money but um yeah, UFC has been amazing, and I think obviously it's now never better without any fans. But there's some been some really great things because you can hear the commentators talk, you can hear the the corners talk. So that's been fantastic. But I do wish that some of the knockouts had fans there because there's probably three of the top 10, 15 knockouts you'll ever see. Joe Rogan, one of the knockouts, he said it was the best one he's ever seen. So I was just like, man, that deserved fans because the the roof would have come off. Um, so UFC has been absolutely fantastic. So watching some old games um, as well. Old games has been fantastic, uh, really cool. I say fantastic a lot. Notice that, but it is fantastic. Um, old games, and it's amazing how much you actually forget when you're going back and watching. And that's just clearly the reason why you know the Jordan fans and the LeBron fans, and then there's going to be another LeBron. Blah blah blah. Um, you really forget a lot of players and really how good they were and really how lucky you have to be to get a title. And you look at some of the runs and you watch some old games. And uh, I love watching these old games and just some of these players that stick out and just have these peak certain years that you see, you're like, wow, where did that go? And just really how lucky um, of situations, how much that matters. That's one thing that really stuck out to me. Like you look at any player and you put them on, you put them in like 10 different scenarios and you can probably envision 10 different scenarios for, for certain players and you, you always wonder uh, what may have happened like a lot so many what ifs so going back and watching some of the old games great fantastic whatever whatever it is whether it's tennis it's been mainly basketball and football but I watched a lot of the old uh, old clips and then there's like the, the documentaries obviously The Last Dance Tiger King uh, Epstein wow I didn't know a lot about Epstein that is fucked like I bet a lot of this because there's some things I want to know and there's some things I just don't want to know, but I choose to, you know, I keep myself in the loop and I just talk to smart people. That's what Bill Simmons always said. Bill Simmons, my idol, he's probably one of the smartest people I listen to, read, etc. cetera. Uh, he says, talk, talk and listen to the smartest people. So I've been doing that. And that's very important because, you know, I consider myself a pretty smart guy, but there's lots of information out there. And if you know where to find it, that's very powerful. And if you can follow people that are smart, um, but then choose to follow people that have different views than you and kind of, you can kind of put together, uh, your views. And I think you can get a pretty steady view of that. Uh, and it's important to do that, of course. So, um, yeah. So as far as like staying in the dark, uh, the Epstein thing, that's so messed up, man. I didn't know a lot about that. That's kind of what I was keeping myself in the dark with, but, uh, very good documentary. So a lot of great documentaries, uh, have come out that I've really enjoyed, but, uh, and there's lots more. There's a Kobe one coming out. There's been the 30 for 30s um, with Lance Armstrong, dirtbag. Not a fan of Lance. Lance is a bit of a cocksucker. Pardon my language. But he's an asshole. And he is, he is definitely not, not a fan of Lance. Not a fan. 
Um, like Cheryl Crow, though. She's cool. <laughs> She's cool. Uh, Bruce Lee. That was a great one. Uh, Water, uh, which was fantastic. And the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. So great. 30 for 30 is just pumping them out. Absolutely pumping them out. And then they just had the uh, the eating the eating contest uh, documentary with Kobayashi. I didn't realize Kobayashi retired because he... Uh, his heart was broken. He thought he was an, he thought he was the guy in America, and then uh, the other guy that came in. He's won 13 titles for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. His na- his name is escaping me right now. Uh, but then they loved him more because he was American, and then Kobayashi he just retired in the blue because he was, he thought he was number one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, catching up with friends has been great. Doing a lot of cottage up in my buddy's uh, lake, um, so that's been great. Build some shit. Not a handy guy, but I can, you know, I can hammer some stuff and carry some stuff and drill some stuff, cut some stuff. <laughs> stuff, dude. Uh, so that's been fun. I'm absolutely terrible. Another thing, I'm terrible at golf. I feel like Charles Barkley. I feel like I've never picked up a golf club. I don't know what is going on. It is like, it's not like I've ever been a great golfer to begin with, you know, but I would come in at like a 12 to 13. Now it's like, it's like a 25. I've like completely forgotten how to hit a golf ball. And it's really frustrating. Very, very frustrating. But you know what they say, if you got to practice to get better. And I completely understand that. When I was decent, I was, uh, I was playing all the time. And I haven't played that much. But I have, fairly, I have expectations where I'm not just blasting and losing 10 balls around. Not good. So golf's been uh, not really enjoyable. Not going to lie. A little bit rattled. Need my swing back. I need help. So if anybody can help me, uh, let me know. Redskins logo. Getting changed. Pressure. Nike pulled out. Boom. Big move. Everybody pulling out. Change the name. Fuck. Way too long. Come on. What's it going to be? There's been, <laughs> there's been some funny things floating around. Uh, the black guy with the huge hammer. That has, obviously, he popped up. Um, there, so it's been floating around. Chain text about the new Redskins logo. Some funny, some good. I don't know what the name's going to be. I hope they keep the same colors, though, because those colors are iconic. So I hope whatever they do, when they change it, which is going to happen, and that guy's going to make a millions, not a million, millions and millions and millions of dollars, because what's he going to do? He's going to liquidate everything that he has, and he's going to charge a premium, because people know that it'll be like the last of the last. Well, what's he going to do? He's going to have a new logo and he's going to print all that and everybody's going to want that. So like, man, like you're going to, you're going to be just fine. You're going to make a billion dollars just off the new merchandise. And, but I like the pressure they put on him, uh, Snyder, because, um, basically if he didn't change the name, he wouldn't be an owner. So that was the, that's the amount of pressure that he got on. So that is a very, 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 very good thing. And then my music playlist, another thing that I've been really enjoying, music playlist has been great, just filthy. My job, I'm driving around, I'm working about 60 hours a week, but I drive a lot. So my music playlist, podcast, got to be top notch. And does everybody else have a funny nickname for their playlist? Because I always, mine are always so random, just, it's just dumb. And mine call, mine's called Shizat. Yeah, Gangsta B. It's actually not all gangster. I've actually been putting some country on there, which has been great. Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt. Saw him actually a couple of years ago. Concert. Great. Great songs. Great songs. So, yeah. That's what's going on. Last thing, too. With sports coming back. Uh, like, it is so confusing. 
like you saw you talk about DeMar DeRozan he's just like I'm nervous you know JJ Redick he's like I have like great amount of anxiety about coming back like these guys I love how honest they're being because they're going through this document it's like reading war and peace it's just so much to take in and you just know it's a, it's a living document it's going to be changing by the day by the by the hour and you wonder like, like in particular I think I don't know which sport's easier because you're just ultimately having to play and you're just going to be within your body checking, your rebounding. So you're going to be within people. So how they're going to do this in the, this proverbial bubble or bubbles is really going to be fascinating. So I'm more, a lot more familiar with the NBA. So what they're proposing is having the players and obviously the coaches together. So if you say that there's, uh, 30 guys on a team. I know there's not 30 guys, trainers. I'm, I'm, that's just a round number. There's 20 teams, 600. I think there's 24. Uh, so 420. Um, but then you're going to have these people, sorry, bad, <laughs> bad math. You know, what, you know what I meant? 24 teams times 30 guys. Um, so if they're going to have all these teams in the bubble, I know there's different bubbles, but they're down at Disney. So you're going to have everybody enclosed here. But the only problem with that is that, well, there's a variety of problems with that, is that you have all the players in there. Fine. Everybody stays in there. But you had these players that were just with their families for the last three or four months, and now they're going into this bubble. That's not even just like for, there's a variety of reasons why that's got to be hard, being away from your family from that long. Um, you're just away from your family, first and foremost. Then there's your relationship with your, with your, with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your whatever it might be. And so, like, that's important. So then not even the guys, maybe the guys just have a girlfriend. You know, you have them there. You, you're saying, like, I was just with my girlfriend for the last four months, and now I can't see her for, for three months. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one to, to swallow. And then if you're just a single <laughs> athlete, like, these guys live lavish lifestyles. And the single, single athletes just out there, you think they're going to want to stay in a bubble for two to three months and not have uh, access to the outside world? It's just not going to happen. We know the answer was not going to happen. So that, I wonder how they're going to control that, if they can control it. Because Michael Irvin was on, pardon the, I think it was part of the interruption. He's like, you can keep the athletes in, but you can't keep the ladies out. Uh, so uh, that's going to be interesting how they're going to do that. Um, and then you have the staff at Disney. Hot, uh, Florida is the biggest hotspot in the world right now for COVID. So you have all these employees who are going to be going in and out and like serving these guys food, drinks, water, whatever, whatever jobs that uh, are required. I don't think that's uh, going to make sense. So it looks like they might have to pay them a per diem, these uh, workers within the union at Disney, and then they have them stay right on property. But even then you run into so many issues. Um, of how they're going to do that. So I'm fascinated to see what it's going to uh, look like and how it's going to come about, if they're tested. Um, I think it'd be, if everybody's just in a bubble, I say if you get it, everybody can just continue to play and then you um, quarantine after. Clearly, liability, long-term effects of having COVID. I know that would never happen, but, you know, um, yeah, just an option, but it would never happen. Uh, so with that, so I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. But I think it can, I think it can happen uh, as long as they take care of it and figure out. But what's the finals gonna look like? Like, what if LeBron? What if LeBron and the Clippers, or LeBron, the Lakers, and Clippers meet in the finals, or they can't be in the finals? Sorry, conference finals. And then LeBron, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis all get coronavirus. Like, what does that like? What does that look like? And then the Raptors end up going into the finals and they beat 
the AD LeBronless Lakers. Does that matter? Does anybody care? Or is everybody just like, let's just get the season over with and move on? I don't know. I don't know. You hear a lot of different things happening. The NBA is spending like $150 million on this. But uh, yeah, I, it's, I, I, I can't wait to see. One of the things I was really fascinated to see too was what a game would look like. And there's a T, what is it called? TBT uh, tournament. I didn't even hear anything about this, but it's a TBT tournament put on by um, Puma. And it's like March Madness style. So 64 teams and they're, they're, they're all ranked and then they just go down and the, the winning team gets a million dollars. But it was the first time we got to see a live game that these guys were in a bubble. These guys are in a bubble as well. So you got to see a live game and it looked great. Clearly it's not the same. You don't have fans, but with the way they did it, was they had like these black um, like cloth like curtains up uh, behind, and then they had all the logos, and then they had a big um, bracket up. So it looked really clean, looked really nice, um, and this is just like a random tournament. So when the NBA turns on the heat and all the marketing and how they can make it look, it's I think they're going to make it look really sharp. You could really hear the players talk. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's probably a, like a seven second delay because of the swearing, which there with their which there will be with the NBA. I'm guessing. Um, but it's really cool hearing them talk. That's the, that's the best part. Um, you don't want to hear everything they're saying because you know, I've played, I certainly didn't know it was the furthest thing from professional basketball, but I, I wouldn't want a microphone on me when I'm playing a game of basketball because the things I said or got said to me or had said to me were uh, I wasn't, my mom would not be happy with. <laughs> so I think it's important to, yeah, it's cool to hear LeBron maybe say fuck, but you don't want to hear what he has to say about somebody else's, uh, girlfriend or wife because we know that happens or some really derogatory things it happens it's sports it doesn't make it right but uh, between the lines people change um they're battling for their like livelihood really so when you get comp- competitive guys and <laughs> unfortunately some bad things get said so i think they're gonna have a delay on that but watching the games seeing the games uh was really was really great and a really great concept and something that you can work with and then we're gonna have different camera angles i'm guessing um along with those lines and what they're doing too so what they've done there's within these bubbles all the teams have sent their home courts to these areas so it's it's really cool there's some pictures i think i posted on my social media page there's like just the courts and they're all side by side so you have like let's say denver raptors clippers and then hornets all like side by side like obviously separated by maybe a bit like 10 feet in between, but the, all the courts are lined up. And I think they have like different, uh, different rooms within the property uh, where these guys all practice. So that's a neat thing to see. And it's kind of nice, maybe a comfort thing for them to, to play on their home court. I don't know, but they, I was listening to the JJ Reddick podcast and he was talking uh, about to JJ about like going back in. He's like, do you think it'll be different or more challenging for certain guys? Cause you're not on like your actual home court. And he was just like, he just spelled it right away. He's like, no, He's like, everybody who's playing in the NBA right now has played in thousands of gyms. Like, you could just show up, play in a gym, um, which is true. These guys won't have a problem. The only thing is, I think some teams will lose home court advantage uh, because of the crowds. Toronto actually is benefits greatly um, from home court. So that'll be interesting. I still think the Raps are going to make a sneaky run. You heard it here first. The Raps, I have... Uh, the Raps, what you need in this tournament is connectivity. You need team you need strength, and you need guys who got each other's back, and you need defense. The Raps have all those. Nobody, I'm not saying they're the best in all of them, but nobody's better than them. So, it's actually 19 to 1 <laughs> for the best. So, I got to put a little coin on that. Because um, if that bet comes through, it's actually twofold. 
Uh, I bet on them in Vegas, but I missed the parlay last year with Boston. Uh, St. Louis, you got me. And it would have even been even more. I almost put St. Louis down. I'm over it, though. I'm totally over it, as you can see. But, yeah, so that's uh, that's with the bubble. going to be interesting. I'm excited to follow it along as it goes. NHL, obviously, firing it up. Um, we've got some good good matchups. Um, and then, obviously, we've seen golf. Uh, golf has been fantastic. Bryson DeChambeau is absolutely insane. He just broke the record for longest yardage driving in a tournament, just beat Tiger. So now he's number one in that and just won his sixth, I think, sixth, sixth title. And then... Uh, I don't know. He's the guy. He can he can shorten a golf course. I think he might be. I, I'd put money on that that he makes he wins one of the next three majors. He's an absolute weapon, an absolute weapon. So that's been good to watch. And obviously, I mentioned UFC at the beginning as well. A lot of good stuff going on. So that's it right now. Stay tuned for what's going on. Those four interviews that I'm trying to get set up and get scheduled because uh, I want to do it live and on video and face to face because that's where you get the most out of it. And it's worth the wait. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.